Welcome to Get Out of My Head, a Stay Woke podcast where we get into the heads of young people sparking change through creativity. So grab some popcorn and join us as we dive into their journeys, their fears, and essentially their minds. I'm Maliha, one of the co-founders of the youth creative nonprofit organization Stay Woke, and I'll be your host for this episode. Joined by me are three super talented young creators who we've had working with through Stay Woke. First, I'd like to introduce Nidho. Hey, everyone. I'm Nidho. So Nidal is actually on our projects team, and he has been for a while, and he's also a past performer at our pop-up open mic. Nidal is a second year studying political science and cinema studies. He uses storytelling as a medium to break down complex societal issues into everyday events that everyone can understand. I can speak from personally attending every performance that he captures the audience's attention like no other making you laugh one second and tear up the next, bro. I don't know how you do it, but you are definitely um, a wizard with your words. Next is M-Safe. What up? It's M-Safe. Safe is in the opposite of dangerous. Oh my God. I love that intro. He says that. I kid you guys. He says that every single time we Easiest meet him. Way to get it which is, <laughs> I mean, it's true. We won't forget your name now. Um, so Safe is an 18-year-old recording artist out of Brampton. Growing up as a first-generation immigrant with three older siblings, he's had the opportunity to experience worlds of culture and music at home. This has given him a unique perspective on, on social issue, issues as well as his art. Finally, I'd like to introduce Daniel. Hey, everyone. My name is Daniel. So Daniel is an 18-year-old artist from Nigeria living in Brampton. He grew up listening to Afro R&B, and through his love of music and eagerness to learn different genres, made him to be the singer he is today. So we have a poet or slash writer. We have some artists, writer. They, they're a fair of many talents joining us today. So thank you guys so much. Um, we actually had the pleasure of meeting Daniel and MSafe at our summer pop-ups this past summer where they performed. I can speak from experience. They absolutely own the stage. Fun fact, I actually even got to join them for one episode. Do you remember what song we did, Daniel? What, what was it? Was it Backstreet Boys? I won it that way. Oh, yes. Good times. Yeah. What, how, what would you rate uh, my vocals out of 10? <laughs> He's laughing right now, guys. 15. Oh, so are you saying that we're going to record sometime? Yes. Like, oh, like a duet? Oh, my yes. God. Yes. You heard it here first, guys. Get ready for that. Um, I believe all three of them now are actually working together. Um, and you guys actually all met at the pop-up, which is really cool. Tell us tell us about that. Tell us about how you all came together. Uh, so I guess I'll jump the, jump the gun here. Uh, I'm learning my podcast terminology. Um, <laughs> so me and Daniel met in high school. Uh, uh, if you rap, you know, word gets around the school. And then other rappers be like, yo, you rap fam. Let's let's rap together. And that's essentially how I met Daniel. I went to the first pop-up in 2021. So the first of the, the two. And I'm like, yo, this is dope. And then I told Daniel about it. And then we both came. And I also met uh Nithil there. And we've been working together ever since. Um, interesting story. I met Sif at the first pop-up. I knew there was gonna be a rapper there because he was in the group chat. 
And I was like, oh, Brampton rapper. I won't listen to Brampton rap. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't check his stuff out. And then we get to the pop-up and this, there's this guy on stage, right? And he's jumping around, he's singing, he's rapping, he's doing his shit. I'm like, damn, this can't be Brampton rap, right? This is so different. And I'm bobbing my head constantly. I'm sitting in the front row because that's where the performers are sitting. And I'm like, damn. And I told him this after too. I'm like, bro, I wanted to sing the hook so bad. It's just that I didn't know the lyrics because I didn't listen to your music before. I was kind of upset about it. That's actually <laughs> so funny. Dope. That's a very cute story. We, you know, our audience is really interested to learn more about you guys. In particular, you know, the topic for today, we're talking about immigrant stories and racial inequalities and and from what what we know about you guys um from a lot of internet stalking and uh you know we have a really great research team you're all either children of immigrants or immigrants yourself so we know these experiences have probably shaped you and in and into the super cool people that you are today so if you guys feel comfortable um telling us about your immigrant experience or your immigrant story nibble if you want to start us off Yes, I would love to do that. And um, so the story behind that is that my dad used to work for the Indian Air Force. And when my sister was born in 1999, he was like, damn, this guap isn't cutting it anymore. I need to get a better job. So this guy applied to the very popular bank called State Bank of India, and he got in. After that, the cool thing about State Bank of India is they send their some of their officers to work outside of India because they have banks outside of India too. So when I was six years old, we got to live in the Maldives, which is a super dope island country just below Sri Lanka. People go there for holidays, but I holidayed there for like three, four years. It was really dope. We got we got to go to like resorts every month and the bank paid for it. So, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then we went back to India and then I studied there for a while. And then the bank was like, you know what? You're a really dope person, so you get to go to Canada. I mean, that was, like, dope. I didn't really want to leave because I was like, bro, what the fuck? I don't want to go there. It's cold as fuck. But then and I was like, whatever. And so the entire family moved here, I want to say four, five, five years, something, something like that years ago. And we've been here since. So it's really nice. It's dope. It's pretty. Yeah, so... uh. My parents are originally from Pakistan, and I think in sometime in the 80s, I should know this, but uh, we moved to, not we, because I wasn't born, but my parents moved to uh, Queens, New York. And that's where me and all, all three of my siblings were born. My siblings are all 10, 11, and 12 years older than me. So uh, we moved out to Canada when they were like 12 and I was like six months old. And I grew up in Brampton. Um, yeah, and Branson is a lot of brown people. So I've always, uh, like, thankfully, I can say I've always felt at home. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of more, uh, like, nuances that come with that. But um, I think I'm going to pass it off to Daniel, and then we can get deeper into that. Yeah, thank you. Um, I was actually born in Nigeria. Uh, I lived there for nine years. I spoke uh, my native language, which is Yoruba and English, but my English isn't as strong, wasn't as strong as it is today because I had a really very, very thick accent, a very thick African accent. It took me a good year, no, a good two years to actually lose it. 
when I moved to Houston, Texas in the United States. And I stayed there from when I was 10 to when I was 15. Yeah, I stayed there for five years. And then my mom got a new job offer. So we moved to Canada. But we actually stayed in Montreal for like a month. And then we came to Brenton. And I've been living here since 2018. Yeah, 2018. I actually moved here a day before my birthday. And so wow. I spent uh, my first day in Brampton on my birthday. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Sounds like no the best idea. birthday ever. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know nobody. So I was basically at home the whole day. I just had McDonald's and watched a movie and I went to sleep. So Sounds like the best birthday ever. Yeah, I never that did. It was my birthday, birthday this year, yo. Bro, I never <laughs> did this on my birthday. I get some food, watch a movie, and to sleep. Back. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Um, thank you all for, for sharing that. Uh, my story is a little different. I, um, I'm second generation Canadian here. So my grandparents actually immigrated from Pakistan in the 60s. And actually on my dad's side, it wasn't just my grandparents. It was my great grandparents. So they, there's quite a bit, um, quite a bit of difference in our stories. So my experiences are a little bit different. Um, and so I guess like I'm, I'm a grandchild of an immigrant, right? So obviously that, that comes with different um, challenges and different advantages and barriers and all of that stuff. So I'm curious to know, um, I mean, you're all artists. So, you know, you are your work, as they say. Tell us about how this in particular, like just growing up where you grow up and just, I know a couple of you like traveled. To, I mean, all of you weren't, or you didn't straight come to Canada, right? Like you're in the Maldives or Nigeria or, Queens. Um, so tell us, tell us how this has influenced your work as artists. Um, for me, it's basically, and I like to say this a lot, it's about what you see, right? You kind of like finds a way it seeps into your work, whatever you do, whatever you've seen growing up or like whatever you see in your everyday life. Right. So just growing up in like India and then growing up in the Maldives too, I was exposed to like a lot of stuff, right. That kids necessarily shouldn't be exposed to and this goes on like it's not terribly bad stuff like I didn't see murders and shit growing up but like it's just it, everyone deserves to to grow up in a world where you as a kid you don't have to worry about shit right but just growing up in that kind of society right kind of shaped some of the views that I hold today because I do remember when I came here one of the first um conversations I remember having with a friend was they were complaining about um, the public transport here. I was like, bro, have you seen the buses in India, bro? <laughs> have you traveled in one of them? They smell like shit. The drivers don't care if you live or die, right? And there's people. So it, it like there's there's gonna be someone sitting on the seat, right? And they they're gonna put their a piece of cloth there. Get up, go around, talk to people, eat food, shit, come back, and you can't take that seat. Why? Because they put their cloth there. So they're gonna do their own. So it's very ad hoc right so there's just one example but like seeing two different worlds growing up right and in the Maldives when I was six I'm seeing all these people from Europe and shit like Italy they're playing pool I'm like mom what the fuck is that why are they hitting balls on a fucking table what's wrong with that mom was like that's a game bro they play that shit there's white men teaching me how to play pool teaching me how to play like ping pong and shit right so you're seeing two different types of worlds okay. culture so that, shock kind of yeah a little bit and but also, no, because when I was a kid, I saw all that in resorts, right? So when I came here, it was kind of getting reacclimated to it. But at the same time, it's like, this is so different, right? And that just stays with you constantly, that 
this, the light that you're seeing right now is not everyone's light, right? People have very, 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 very different lights. And that I feel has somehow influences a lot of my work wherein I try to tell not just my own story, but as many stories as I can to like amplify voices that aren't necessarily amplified. Yeah, I definitely see that in your work. I mean, your last piece at the pop-up, I think all of your pieces, I, I kind of see that theme. I mean, the first one was about just, it was literally about the immigrant experience. Actually, if you've got, you guys should definitely go check it out. We'll be posting his very soon. Um, but that was like, that was an amazing piece. How did you, how did you even go about writing that? Um, so I was, I remember this distinctively. So I was listening to a lot of Riz Ahmed, right? And Riz Ahmed has, two very beautiful poems one's titled the breakup which is about brexit and the other one's titled uh where are you from which is about immigration right and i was like bro this guy can write hot shit like it's so beautiful right and and i was like if i could if i could write even half of this it'd be super dope because my poems at the time were not, not at all like that so yeah, I guess that was it. Like, I sort of wanted to write something like Riz Ahmed and include Hassan Minaj I, I, jokes in it. I think that's how, um, when I heard your, heard your shit at the first pop-up, I came to you at the end. I'm like, yo, you know what this reminds me of? Riz Ahmed and Hassan Minaj. And then this guy just went, started going bro, crazy, I bro. remember that. Yo. I, was, I was like, bro, you know Riz Ahmed? Oh, my God. Bro, because that's I all that. I do. That kind of, um, if you don't mind me uh, taking the stage here, that kind of jumps yeah. into my story. Is, um... I was very, it's, it wasn't as predicated on, um, like, uh, like a racial, racialized experience. It was more so family experience, like similar to you, Malika, I, um, I kind of secondhand experienced the struggle because we moved out from Queens where we were subject to a lot more bias and, and struggle, um, when I was very young. Right. So I kind of learned that through my siblings who are all, who are all older than me, who kind of are like another set of parents in, in, in uh, some sense of the word. So they kind of put me on to all the music they grew up on in New York, like all the Lupe fiasco, the Kanye Wests, And, um, and my parents put me on to, which my parents weren't that big of a fan of music, but, um, the occasional like Pakistani songs below the gutter is one that I can't get out of my head. It's been in my head for like eight years. Uh, and, yeah so that that kind of blend of it and then um again like the family standpoint my siblings all moved out and my parents were always working because you know immigrant family you have to provide so i was so i spent a lot of time in solidarity and um i kind of used that time to to dive deeper into um a lot of uh other art out there and then from there i kind of realized that rap is like a pure form of self-expression because on the internet you wouldn't see like a ton of gangster rappers like coming up in my age. Um, you would see nerd rappers. You would see YouTube rappers. You would see people kind of sharing their perspective and kind of like their struggle. And then I kind of tied that into like the Kanye West, the Lupe's we were talking about more of the hood stuff. And then I realized it was self-expression. So I kind of like kind of steered the boat from there and kind of, you know, decided to tell my own story through uh, through the art. Thank you for sharing that. I can't, I'm sorry. The minute you said Queens, do you know who else lives in Queens? Anit Khan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's how basically I became friends with all you guys. I think all of you, like, I kind of pointed out an artist to all you guys. And you're like, you want to follow that guy. <laughs> you're yeah, like, you were like, like, dude, ages we were... like five to now to the present. 
I'm literally just chilling in my room, um, searching up artists and and learning oh shit God. on the internet. Yeah, I remember you were on my laptop. You were trying to pull up um, my own your, your piece, and then you saw my <laughs> Spotify because it was connected at the. This is at the Stay Woke event, and you were like, in my recent search, it was a neat con, and you were like, who listens to that? And I was like, no, we got it regardless. Ooh. Oh, he's so cool, guys. He's, he's fire. So I love cool. his music. Yeah. Yeah. Also liked Maliha's comment. Oh my God, on... Middle, thank you That's sick. so much for bringing That's that sick. up. Uh, do you want to explain? Do you want to explain it like a back, backstory? Sure. Um, sure. So <laughs> we did this, uh, we stable has this magazine called Framed, right? And we did this little- mm, Submit culture. guys. <laughs> submit, did, submit your work. <laughs> we, we did this little promotional shoot for Framed meets the office kind of vibe. And one of our- Stable members, her name is Madiha, took a lot of behind the scenes shots and posted it on her photography page, which, which is, let me see if I can get this right, Mad Film Co., right? And she posted Maliha listening to Ani Khan on that page. And someone, Maliha commented on it and someone said, Ani, at Ani Khan, number one fan. And this guy yeah. liked that comment and Maliha's comment. You guys she don't even understand. All the you know, Ani Khan <laughs> is making a song with Fatih. I, yeah. I got 10 texts from Maliha saying, Middle, I'm like, bro, someone, something happened, Stay Woke's canceled, Stay Woke's done, they're bankrupt. And then she's like, no, I need to like my comment. I'm like, bro, what? That's dope. You guys will understand all professionalism went out the window. Every Stay Woke chat, I was like, guys, guess what? Sending screenshots and I was on the floor. I was just having a moment. Um, oh, I'm not even going to laugh at that because there's this artist that me and Daniel follow, Darren Falana. He has 4,000 followers. This dude's from Branton. And I've literally been trying, because he's been my favorite artist since like grade seven. And I've Why literally been trying to get this guy's attention forever. It's, it's a long one-sided conversation on DMs. I'm like, yo, you're from Brampton, bro. I'm from Brampton too, yo, represent shit. <laughs> this guy doesn't respond. I got his attention once. I sent him a, a little email because I, I, you had to write an essay on someone that inspires you. So of course, me being the fanboy I am, I'm like, yo, I'm going to write about Dan Falana. And then I, I sent it to his email and he's like, yo, stuff like this really keeps me going, G. I'm oh my like, god yeah i feel like we all have those like local young creators we will look up to like it's the small ones that are getting big that you're seeing them in their growth phase it's i feel like hunger. that's the inspiration hey, they were saying that do you guys know wally shaw i hate him yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I feel like seth and i had a conversation about him once. you feel like <laughs> you we guys, were talking about him like, like three hours <laughs> no yeah, he, i recruited him i recruited him him for um a, like a conference before like this was in the peak of his growth for a school conference so like we knew each other and like i kept in touch with are him are you saying wally and then, no no i'm saying in his growth period no he's cool he's growing he's, he's doing great stuff right now but like i posted my pop-up performance and he commented and he was like oh my god like he commented like something i don't even remember what it was but he was like oh like good or something and i was like he's literally a, a real spoken word artist <laughs> there's people in the comments they're like oh this is the next nav i'm like no man oh the next that. nav comments Aww. yo freak that so generic. dude freak that dude every time i post something right and some dudes because i got a video on tiktok right i posted me and daniel we had a song i posted it on tiktok and then like five comments i swear some same dude with this picture of him looking like this with his beard, right? And like a little pinyon on, right? Five of those same dudes commented like, bro, you're not going to be the next nav. Bro, this is the next nav. I'm like, who said anything on nav? I don't want to be the next nav, bro. This is so racially motivated. Like, <laughs> Okay, but what if nav asks you for a feature? Would you do it? 
Uh, depends on the context of the situation. I cannot answer that question. What do you mean context? He hits you up and he's like, hey, can you be a feature on my song? I need to hear the song. I need to know what level I'm at. Need to know what kind of impact I have on people because I don't want to spread the 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 True. nav influence who got all the little brown kids saying the n word. That's another thing, actually. I was gonna ask yeah. about that. What are your like? What is your like? We know that a lot of the popular music nowadays it doesn't always have the most insightful meaning, if you want to word it like that. <laughs> so I want to know, like, you guys, um. What are your, like, where does your inspiration come from? What do you like to write and sing and rap about? Like, and how do you make it your own music and not, you know, because I've heard all of your work. It's pretty insightful. I, I wouldn't say it's on, um, I wouldn't say it's like 21 Savage, uh, you know, not, not that kind of message. It sends a much better message. So I just want to know, what do you, what do you guys think? Um, to me, music is more than a, a career and a dream. It's kind of a, like an outlet for it's the most overused phrase but it's actually true in that in that it's an outlet for my emotions and it's for self-expression right so i'm not like i have a studio in my room i'm currently in it it's not a studio it's like a mic on amazon but whatever um yeah and it's like you would expect me to be in here cutting like 10 records a day but i'm not like that kind of studio rat it's kind of like when i have stuff to talk about and then i'll come here and talk about it and pour myself into it and kind of that's about it. It's, it's my life. And it's like, it, it's a product of the things I'm going through and what I'm feeling at the current moment. So that's my inspiration for music. And, and that really stems from, again, that, that period of, of discovery and all these artists that I was listening to online and all the music um, that I was put on growing up. Yeah, I like that. It's kind of similar for me. But since I have an African background, because most of the African songs nowadays, well, not even nowadays, like for a while, it's just about dancing, having fun. And mm-hmm. so whenever I make my music, I sort of just input that in there. I just say the randomest things that pop into my head, sing it. Maybe it sounds good, maybe it sounds not. I'll cut it out and replace it with something else. It uh, always sounds good. I, I mean, the lyrics somewhat not. It's just because I practice my singing so much. So I could randomly just say something that pops into my head, sing it in a nice key, and it might sound good like 75% of the time. I'm not even trying to be cocky or anything, but that's just how it is. And so whenever I make my music, like my process, don't make fun of me for this, but whenever my producer sends me a beat, I play it on repeat for probably like 15 minutes while I'm taking a shower. And just freestyle whatever melody that pops into my head. I use my phone to record it to speech. So it records it and it writes it down. And when I come out the shower, I put everything. That's amazing. That's Bright so light, cool. city moons all night sitting. It's cool. very weird, but hey, it works. Wow, that's actually so interesting. The writing process. Oh my goodness. I know. So both of yours is very different, but you guys work together still really great mm-hmm. um i, I sit there and i write but there's some songs that like i'll just do bar for bar like i'll literally be recording it mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll record a line whatever comes to it in my head and then i'll stop the recording there and then i'll start it again and just try and get another line and i'll go i'll do that 16 times because 16 bars and that's the verse right there quoted by our lord and savior i'm safe living the moment holding me down what yeah. you gonna say to me? Say it right now. 
Stay in my face. I've been like gone. Hey, hey, I want to stay. I want to stay. In the same place that I've been. In the same place that I've been. Go, Daniel. Yeah, you know, we performed at a stable, right? I yes, remember. Sir. Yeah. Uh, guys, I want to go back to that. That was so fun. Like, oh. I can't even lie. I'm just sitting on the bus whenever I'm going to school. I just randomly think about that. And I just start smiling. I don't know why. It oh, was my like first that. ever performance. And I... I was super nervous. You can ask. It's your uh, first? It did not look That was my look first like ever performance. I mean, that ass. I've never performed anything like that ever. I mean, but if you count church, but. Bro, church is a whole history of performing. You. No, no, no. Like, everybody supports you with church regardless if, Yo, if you're good or not. If it was your first or if it was your hundredth, it was good nonetheless. Oh, I had way too much fun with that. And whoever that captured that picture of me smiling and singing, that person deserves a kiss. That was Wanya, uh, my sister, photographer. She, yeah, did, she deserves a kiss. Give her a kiss. Give her a kiss. Because yeah. that was like, I actually used that as an album cover. So oh, my God. Very nice. That's so cool. Yeah, that's very cool. We're going to have to hear that someday. Um, yeah, it's just so interesting. This was a really good conversation because, I mean... Our podcasts never go the way we write them in the That's script, fine. which I love. I love it because, I mean, the whole point was to just get an insight. You know, like your your music is who you are. So so who are you really like growing up in, in Brampton, the places you've been? And just, I mean, we all know that there's definitely like a culture wherever you go. There's a Brampton culture, Saga, Scarborough. There's different cultures where. Um, and so it's really interesting how you all um, kind of found each other as well. Um, <laughs> guys, you don't know. I really hate to end this conversation. I just this has been like one of the top like four podcasts I posted. I think I've only held five, so it's fine. But um, no, this is really interesting. We definitely have to have you guys back um on a topic of your choice. We'll let you choose this time. And I mean, if you guys enjoyed it, whoever's listening, send us a message. And you can also reach out to all three of these amazing creators. Um, we're, we're actually, unfortunately, out of time. But thank you guys for such a great conversation. Um, before we sign off, we have a fun new activity to introduce into our podcast series. It's called Songs We Can't Get Out of Our Heads. Get it? Because like the podcast is called Get Out of My Head. Do you get, get it? it? So it's like songs we can't. Do you get it? And like we're a creative platform. Do you guys Do you guys get it? Daniel's laughing. I can't tell if he's laughing with me or at me. Like, I can't tell right now. <laughs> Um, yeah, so so basically we're going to ask each of you for one song that you can't get out of your head and what it means to you. And then from there, we're going to make a huge Spotify playlist from all the songs that are suggested by our guests throughout the series. So tell us what song, Daniel, what song can you not get out of your head? A song that I can't get out of my head is YYZ JFK by our Lord and Savior, M. Safe. Uh, I memorized every single lyric on that, even though he never posted it. Because why? I don't know. Dude always tells me that he doesn't like the song, but I tell him every single time I listen to it, it's just, it's a vibe, bro. And uh, Is this an unreleased yeah. song that we haven't no, heard? It's out. You played it. Oh, it's out. You can hear it. Oh, wait, it's not. Sorry, I'm not going to lie. I don't know the names. I just know the, the songs. Like, I don't know the names. I'm going to just leave. Them. not educated yet. I'm so sorry. That means uh, that Daniel, he's he's going at the top of the playlist for a song. Oh, uh, what a good friend. What's a song you can't get out of your head? Oh, shit. There's only one constant song for me that I can't get out of my head ever since I heard it first time. It, it is Sideline Story by J. Cole. Three verses, mm-hmm. very, very hot bars, 
Super last verse. Oh my god, life changing to say the least. Safe, but you. Um, this song has been in my head for well over five years. Uh, it's called Amplifier by Imran Khan. Uh, and it just inspires me to always uh drive my good at so speed, man. <laughs> Three um, very different songs. Rambo anthem. Mm. All right, guys. Thank you so much for being here with us today. And for all of our listeners, thank you for staying with us till the end. We hope you got a kick out of the conversation. Um, even if it was just a smile. Thank you so much. Um, before we, we head out, all of you drop free promo. Use this, uh, where can we where can we contact you? Where can we listen to your stuff? Nidil, why don't you start us off? Uh, all right. Um guys, my name's Nidil, and you can follow my poetry and my stories and stuff on Nidil's notebook. It's like where I post my stuff. And yeah, I think you like it. If you don't, let me know. If you like it, let me know. I'll use that somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, uh, you can find my stuff at M Safe Osman. Uh I trust that you'll write it out because, or, or should I spell it out? Why don't you give us a, why don't you spell it out just in case? Yes, that's M-S-A-I-F-U-S-M-A-N. Um, yeah, you hear me rap. Daniel, uh, go. For, for my socials, you can check uh, Instagram. It's K-U-K-U Cuckoo Certified. And on Spotify. Spotify Apple Music is just my name, Daniel Google. This episode was produced by the Stay Woke team. Amazing, amazing, lovely team. And uh, the music you heard at the beginning was by the name Squeeze. So thank you all for staying and listening. And we hope you had a good time. Let us know. Give us your feedback. Daniel, sing something. <laughs> Ooh, can you can you sing us out? Uh, I'll rap. Oh, let's do moments. Let's do moments. Bro, Living the moment, yeah. Holding me down. Holding me down. What you gonna say? Yeah. Say it right now. Say it in my, my face. I've been like Khan. Yeah. Don't wanna stay. Yeah. yeah. In the same place that I've been. In the same, in the same place, place that, that I've been. been. Go. Yo. Live in the moment. Yeah. There you go. Goodbye. Oh, that voice like silk. Perfect outro. Yeah. Yeah. All right. End scene. End the recording. Peace.